Hello everyone, welcome to Healthy Conversations podcast with your host Nyasha B. Today we're going to be talking about some good food and making good food at home. So today I'm joined by an amazing guest, it's Chef Shingi today, who's Outdoor Kitchen. We'll let him tell us a bit more about his background and let us know what is happening. Hey Chef Shingi. Hey Nyasha, uh, thank you so much for having me. No, thank you so much for being here, I appreciate it. Eh? Oh, it's only a pleasure. It's, yeah, it's so I'm pleasure. looking forward to this podcast episode and I think it's a bit different and we will be cooking up some amazing food today, so I'm really looking forward to that oh lovely lovely yeah it's so nice to be in the outdoors it's such a beauty to be in africa eh? you can braai almost any time of the year and um yeah today i think um i just want to show our guests our audience um what it takes to you know make some good quality food in the comfort of your own backyard eh? yeah okay no so looking forward to that so before we start just tell us a bit more about your background just let us know so who is chef shingi all right um so chef shingi is um Yo, that's a big question, eh? <laughs> no, but okay, start. So, yeah. so who's Chef Shiggy? Okay, how did you get into cooking? All right, um, so yeah. I went to uh, university to become uh, an accountant. Yeah. Um, and then somewhere along the line, I realized that I don't want to be sitting in a dark room somewhere, yeah. uh, flipping, you know, uh, crunching numbers from eight to five, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. I'd rather be flipping pancakes in the kitchen somewhere. And, you know, yeah. one of the beauties of making good food is you know you get to make everyone around you happy yeah. and um yeah this is you know what um kind of drives me to become yeah. who I am yeah. yeah so what was the part in your life that really motivated you to say okay right let me move into the world of you know cooking i mean cooking is part of our daily lives everywhere so what motivated you to say hey let me actually consider this as a professional food all right um <clears throat> so i was exposed to the restaurant space and um that was uh, during my uni days uh, so i used to have uh, part-time jobs on the weekends and stuff where i'd be exposed to how people out there are doing it hey yeah. and um quite uh fortunately or unfortunately i don't know which one of the two um you kind of start seeing things that other people aren't doing right and things that you think you can do better yeah. and yeah um besides that you know just the love of good food eating yeah. good food myself i'm a big foodie i love food i love yeah. to eat so what's your favorite food what um, do you like to eat yeah. okay so my favorite food has got to be something meaty um let's 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 do a steak i think a wild grilled steak, steak is good, something eh? that mm. i will yeah. go for any day yeah yeah all right now a steak served with uh, so what you want to do is you always want to serve your meats with a nice saucy vibe yeah. um and a fresh sauce for that matter is always what goes well with um you know your grills and your fire food and stuff like that so yeah um i like to have my steak with a bit of some sauce and then um yeah. a nice starchy element like some potatoes smash them maybe you know um get them in a nice hasselback cut and um get it crispy and fluffy on the inside. Okay, no, nice. Hey, so I think we're looking forward to some very nice and I think tasty interesting food. So oh, yeah. what's your favorite way to actually prepare and cook the food? All right, so my favorite way is got to be outdoor kitchen vibes and that's got to be a fire um sort of element um so the braai is my favorite way of preparing any food mm. because you can chuck anything on the braai eh? yeah. and i think gone are the days where people think braai is all about putting meat on the grill yeah. we can chuck veggies on there we can do pancakes on there we can do mbambaira we can yeah. do pumpkins we can do anything like yeah. that uh-huh. um and yeah so 
I think the 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 the, the ways you can do food on the fire are yeah. endless. Yeah. And um, yeah. I, and I think we live in a time and age where sometimes look, people yes do make meals at home, but sometimes people are also buying food on the go, and it's a bit unhealthy. So mm. what are the advantages of just preparing your own food at home? Okay, so the advantages of preparing food from home are the fact that you know you get your stuff nice and fresh if you know where to shop. Um, for example, we like to get our stuff from the fresh company, and these guys have always got some good quality produce yeah. for you to make yeah. use of. And if you know exactly how to pick what you need to use when you're in the comfort of your home, yeah. you are going to be sure yeah. to make some good quality food. And that's obviously got to be healthier than, you know, yeah. buying your food on the go, as you say. Yeah, no, lovely. I think we've got some amazing ingredients. Like, I think right here, I think you picked some of these ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So all tell of us them. about some of the ingredients, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so uh, I'm going to start from my right and um, uh, going to my left. Um, so I've got a bit of a salad dressing there. Uh, cucumber and some Prosecco. So that Prosecco is going to come in um, handy with a sauce nice. that we're going to make for a dessert, yeah. a fireside dessert. Yeah. Okay. And then I've got some balsamic vinegar. You need this in your pantry, guys. Trust me, you, that stuff works magic. Put, to, put, to, put that together with some olive oil yeah. and you've got a killer salad dressing that yeah. you don't really need to make um, a lot of a fuss about. And then some fresh lettuce there. We're going to make use of that in the salad. Um, I've got some... <clears throat> Coconut cream, okay, yeah. not coconut milk, but coconut cream. Yeah. Um, that's going to go with um, a nice um, cauliflower, sort of riced um, cauliflower yeah. um, to make a nice coconutty thing going on there. Yeah. And then some mustard. So that is some proper mustard. It's not that stuff that you squeeze out of a bottle and, <laughs> you know, it looks like a... The processed one. Yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. So Let's not that, do yeah. that, guys. Let's do the real stuff. Yeah. Um, and then next to it there... Uh, sorry, I can't see, but next to it there, I've got um, some granola. That's also going to come in handy for our dessert. Yeah. And then um, on the back there, um, I've got some cheese. That's also going to be, you know, something that we're going to use to sort of, you know, add that umami taste that we hey, all want to have. I love cheese. Your, so everyone I loves it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's coming along, anything with cheese. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then some poppy seeds. We can toss that in our pancakes to just give that little bit of a crunchy texture. Um, and then um, we've got a grapefruit there. That grapefruit is something that, you know, you can use to add that little bit of a different taste to your salads as well. Yeah. Um, just a little bit of a squeeze in there will do you wonders. Um, and then I've got there some cherry tomatoes. Okay, Everyone nice. knows cherry tomatoes. These also go into your salad. So it's a lot of these healthy stuff that um, we're going to use to whip up into some magical sort of um, salad thing going on. No, nice, um, eh? Yeah. No, I think we look forward to that. And I think we really can't wait to just you know, try it out. So in terms of, you know, the, your style of cooking, you had mentioned that earlier on that you really enjoy the brine. This is why you've labeled yourself the outdoor kitchen, you know, chef. Yeah, chef. yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. So um, tell us just a bit more about that cooking style. Yeah. All right. Um, so I feel like uh, fire grilled elements are just number one. The flavor, the smoke, the uh -huh. the unbelievable char you get on that um, um, whatever it is that you've put on the fire. It's unbeatable. Yeah. It doesn't go anywhere near what you can make from a pot in the kitchen. So I think that, you know, everyone should be grilling. I grill a lot more than <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. most people would like, I'm sure. But uh -huh. um, yeah, um, it's my life. And um, this outdoor kitchen yeah. thing is, you know, 
basically what I think Africans are about because we've grown up and known fire to be one of the sources that we use to fuel our kitchens. And yeah, why not go for it? Why not yeah. um, use that more often than so not? So here we've got a wide selection, I guess, of products, produce, ingredients that you get. What is the your process when it comes to selecting some of these ingredients? How can we know that, okay, this is actually a good product, this is actually fresh? All right. Um, so when it comes to... Um, fresh ingredients the look guys the look does not deceive you in yeah. this case yeah. yeah so you've got to look at um, whatever it is that you're picking from your shelves and just um for example if we're looking at some lettuce yeah. you want to make sure that it's nice and crisp and that it's got um you know the leaves sort of um alive still yeah. um you don't want it watered down or anything like that mm-hmm. um same thing with um you know uh, let's take for example a pumpkin um you know it's ready when it's not shiny on the outside. It's nice and sort of matty color. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, um, these little tricks, um, I think we can share more um, on that um, just right. so that our viewers yeah. can sort of see mm-hmm. all the little tricks that we can sort of use in season to tell what's yeah. fresh and what's not. Yeah. So the other day I was listening to the radio. You're on Star FM, I think, talking oh, yeah, about right. a bit of your you know, cooking show and just explaining about you know, in some of the ingredients to, that you can use, some of the recipes that you want to unveil. Just share with us a bit more about that, like some of the work that you're doing. Okay, um, so I'm on Star FM every Thursday, guys. Um, and what it is is basically trying to inspire people that it doesn't take an arm and a leg for you to be putting ingredients into your house and making use of them, sharing recipes for people to be inspired and for people to make restaurant-quality food in the comfort of your own home. Mm. That's, um, yeah, basically what the show is about. And um, I'm going to be sharing a few tricks out here today for you guys to see um, that it really doesn't take a lot out of you. You just need to know what you need to get from the shops. And when you have it, it's simple tricks that will flip and make you guys um, stars in the kitchen. No, nice. I think that's a good move. And I think it's always quite nice and refreshing when, you know, you have young people putting themselves out there and putting themselves in that space. So it feels quite commendable, the work you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. So I remember one segment that I was listening to, you're talking about pumpkins and how we should evolve some of the recipes <laughs> in essence. I think so that just, was the sweet potato, right? The, yeah, yeah, the sweet potato. yeah, because we're going to ban boiling sweet potato. I think, honestly speaking, the ways that we can use to make some of this food that we've been accustomed to all our lives, um, the ways that we can use to make these recipes transform into something special or endless. And we just yeah. need to keep sharing more and more of that to keep mm. our lives exciting. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think um, life is always made exciting by knowing how to make good food. Yes, and I think part of that is also um, experimenting, playing around with the, you know, the recipes, and I think bringing in something new and ushering that. Yeah. Indeed, indeed, yeah, indeed. So, which is quite nice. Yeah. So for yourself, do you like to experiment and, you know... Every day, every day. Uh-huh. So some of this might actually be an experiment because um, I don't <laughs> yeah. think I've done all of what we're going to show today. But um, you will let me know. You'll give me an honest opinion, I'm sure. Uh, If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's not going to be something that you will see far from, you know, the taste and the palate that you've been looking for. And you mentioned earlier on that, look, it's just easy to make some good food at home. I know a lot of people that struggle to, you know, um, perfect recipes and just learn how to cook and make nice homely food. How can you make it easy, I think, for people to prep their own meals at home? Okay, so I think the easiest way is to be creative, guys. Mm. Um, Being creative and knowing what you feel is what your palate wants to taste. 
Okay. And I know that's a bit of a broad spectrum, but um, there are simple tricks um, that will definitely, definitely, you know, sort of um, make it easier for okay, anyone out there like to... Sort of okay, so... Um, yo, where to start? Um, <laughs> yeah, let's 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 do a steak, okay? So today I'm gonna prepare for you a steak, and um, yeah. it starts by picking the right steak, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like to go with a sirloin steak or a T-bone steak, okay? Mm-hmm. Now the quality of your meat is gonna determine how well, how well it's yeah. gonna come out, right? Yeah. And that's that's an obvious thing. Let's not get used to buying cheap meat and tossing it on the braai and thinking that it's gonna taste great because the person braying it or whatever is a star or, really? you know. Yeah, let's start <laughs> by buying quality meat, guys. Quality <laughs> yeah. meat. Uh-huh. You'll get quality meat in the shops if you're looking for it. Make sure that you know where mm. to go. Um, I like to shop at Food Lovers. It doesn't cost so much for you to get a really good um quality piece of meat and um yeah so those two pieces of meat that sirloin steak oh it's lovely mm, yeah. it's got a nice fatty yeah. sort of crust on the on the on the well, edge yeah. and a good meat content i know there's no yeah. bone there and as africans we are accustomed to hey, believing that the bone <laughs> yeah. the closer to the bone the sweeter the meat yeah. which is true yeah. but um you won't go wrong with a sirloin steak no, um yeah. and so one of the tricks is you sort of want to pick a nice thick chunky piece of meat um you know fire up your grill um or your braai or whatever it is and make sure it's nice and hot when you toss it on there. Um, so there's this thing where people are saying, Kuti, um, to cook a steak like this, uh, well, medium or medium rare, whatever it is, you need to put it on for a certain amount of time, whatever. Here's the trick. The piece of meat that you're cooking will determine how long and when to turn and the like. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not about you Googling something and sort of, um, um, you know, having people tell you how to do it it's about you literally being involved mm-hmm. getting an eye on your piece of meat or whatever it is that you're cooking yeah. just to make sure that you know um you actually got um you've got a grip on on whatever it is that you're doing so that's yeah. one of the tricks guys just keep an eye on your stuff mm. um i will share with you um how i make my steak um and you will be able to see how yeah. easy it is to make and, something uh, good. Also another thing is that look honestly I think one of the key things to know when it comes to cooking is just never be afraid to experiment. Oh, yeah. Trying new Absolutely. things and you know and be able to explore and figure out like okay what can I try today and you know one day try you know cooking this way and that way. But I think part of good cooking is also balancing out with you know nutrition and making sure that it's a healthy meal at the end of the day. Oh, so yeah. you want it also balanced when it comes to even plating the food. Oh yeah mm-hmm. that's that's true. Yeah. Um nutrition is important guys um and they say that um the more colors you have on your plate the healthier the food is that is true um and we are blessed in zimbabwe guys we are absolutely blessed because we are spoiled for choice when it comes to vegetables i've got a friend of mine who's vegan and um she tells me listen I mean, I, I used to think that it's going to be like so hard for you to be vegan in a country like Zimbabwe because you can't get ingredients. And she tells yeah. me, listen, in Zimbabwe, we grow a lot of vegetables. How is it yeah. then harder for you to become vegan in a country like this? And yeah. it really kind of got me thinking um, because then, you know, you start seeing that it's actually not um, so hard for you to become healthier when it comes to the choices that you make with your food. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And at the same time, it's not, expensive as well to become healthier guys people have this impression that yeah it's a myth it's absolutely a myth so for example this vegan thing you're not buying milk you're not buying vegetables you're not buying meat Mm -hmm. it's definitely cheaper to become vegan 
you know <laughs> I, and those are the things I on your budget vegan <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, so certainly not no, i'm not i've no, tried but I, it. but I hear you that I, I think there's this whole um issue that look eating i think healthy um eating organic and buying you know fresh produce is very expensive but there are ways that you can make it affordable and i'm sure like you know there's other ways that you can you know make even the vegetables affordable grow your own product yeah. even at home so and actually mix it up in between yeah what are yeah. some of the other tips that you can give um, when it comes to making it um healthy eating more affordable yeah let's let's get into the habit of growing um spaces in our backyards where we can actually you know mm-hmm. sort of um grow our own produce yeah. um i'm staying on a farm so i can definitely say to you that you will love it you will love it yeah. you will have fresh stuff to pick mm-hmm. you will almost be spoiled for choice for what to make and um yeah um i think that's that's definitely one way to make it healthier because yeah. you want to grow a lot of the easy stuff so i'll give you for an example zucchini takes yeah. 35 days yeah. and you start eating and okay. gosh Impressive. i love those 35 things days, yeah. 35 days yeah. in a month you'll start harvesting your zucchini tomatoes okay. easy to grow there's a myth that these things are hard but trust me you just the one plant of tomatoes can serve your household quite 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 a lot of tomatoes for you to chow and we eat tomatoes almost every day in zimbabwe <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's this thing hey, with the soup the sauce food, yeah. i don't know about um yeah the the the, the difference there really but um a lot of people think um yeah the soup thing and the sauce thing yeah. is um different but yeah Yeah, so the difference guys, so soup is a dish that you can actually eat on its own, okay? Yeah. And sauce is what is served with the meat, okay? Yeah. Uh-huh. So that thing that we call a soup that comes with our um beef that that's that's that's, that's what it comes in most of the time, right? Uh-huh. That is a sauce, guys. That's that's how you eat your meat. You eat your meat with some sauce. And yeah. um yeah, I think it makes more sense now if you think about it that way because yeah. soup is a dish that you actually can eat on its own or with mm. some bread and mm. um yeah. yeah, however way they serve it in restaurants these days. No, nice, eh? So, um in terms of like what's your take on some of the traditional dishes do you make some of the traditional dishes like based on uh, let's say some of the clients that you're engaging and the food that you're preparing them for all right yeah um so i believe that um traditional food is 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 is, is a is a timeless uh, piece of art um mm. especially because it's um something that's almost native and local most of the time wherever it's served mm-hmm. um and for example like on my menus I always slap in there something traditional yeah. um right mm-hmm. now i've got a brown rice trending mm-hmm. uh, so this brown rice yeah, is um rice not served yeah. the no ua that you think uh-huh. i've turned it into a salad so i'll toss in there some really? salad elements uh-huh. um toss in there some salad dressing mm. mix it up and it becomes a wow factor. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's keep the rice and we shall please think. No, 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 no. Guys, let's evolve. <laughs> let's let's also, evolve. Let's also have our traditional dishes. Let's, let's understand <laughs> that our traditional food can do more. And here's the thing. So I yeah. believe um that you have pasta in a small country like Italy mm. being sold internationally and is yeah. that not a traditional food where it comes from? Yeah. It is, right? Mm. So I don't see why we don't evolve our traditional food yeah. into elements that are going to be sort of you know mm. globally sort of um 
Oh, yeah. Actually, do you know what? Now that you mentioned that, I think um, exporting some of our traditional food and making it international, like what other countries have done, I think it's something that's quite important. And I hope, hopefully we actually do get there at one point in time. Yeah, we have mm -hmm. to. We have to, guys. I think we need to understand the elements of whatever it is that's traditional that we have at our hands. Yeah and turn it into something special. Yeah. So, because if we don't do that, yeah. we'll buy pasta all our lives long from Italy and they'll never know what sadza is, mm, you know? Exactly, and exactly. I think now, um, so I'm working on a sadza dessert, okay? Um, sadza dessert, <laughs> hey, Chef Chingy. Yeah, yeah, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> now you're taking us somewhere else. No, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> you, won't find it, you won't find it out of the ordinary when I tell you that you've had sadza for dessert before. Yeah. So, you know... That um, sadza thing that we have with um, lacto. Yeah. When do you have that? Well, Usually at the end of your meal, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's a yeah. sort of desserty thing. Okay, so no, I guess, to, yeah, sadza lacto, yeah. You see, be, so yeah, we need way, to do yeah. more of that to make sure that our food that's mm. normally looked at as mm -hmm. traditional and boring, more mm -hmm. international. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. so I'm working on a sadza dessert where you've got some honey in there, you've got some, um, you know, that lacto vibe going on and... It's a sweet and um, sort of savory element uh, that yeah. you can definitely whip up anytime and easy stuff for yeah. you to have a nice dessert. Yes, no, I think definitely, but I think there's ways you can mix it up. But uh, yeah, I think it's also quite nice to call it, I guess, yeah, something like a dessert in a way. <laughs> I was is. almost afraid there when you said, hey, you're going to experiment and do something different with Sadza. My heart almost stopped. <laughs> yeah, this, this experimenting thing will never stop. And um, yeah. yeah, I hope that um, many people look at it that yeah. way and start, yeah. you know, you know. Yeah. So talking um, about just some of the exposure that you've got from, we were talking about, let's say, exporting some of our dishes out there. What have you also learned from just, you know, other um, places like outside the country and coming here? What is the, some of the key, you know, um, recipes that you've taken here? Um, okay, so <clears throat> I think what I've learned most um, is, 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 is that many people are prideful where they come from about the food that, you know, Mm. they're preparing and that's the reason why it crosses borders mm -hmm. because they make a big deal of it and then at the end of the day it becomes global and it becomes a thing that anyone else is really trying to get their hands on yeah. and one of the ways is that some things are just made so simple and we can do it with everything mm. you know you can make life easy and you know, it mm. inspires other people to think that they can do it and yeah. it's not such a hard thing that, you know... Yeah. Um, so you do. Mm. And just speaking of just even the region and some of the, um, the key highlights in your, in your career and yourself, I remember you were in South Africa a few years ago and you were in a competition. Can you just tell us a bit more about that? All right. Um, yeah, so last year I got to be a part of a really cool show. Um, it's called The Ultimate Brime Master. Yeah. So I've watched this show from season one up to season six. Yeah. Um, and then obviously I've been in season seven yeah. <laughs> um, nice yeah but it was a bit of a gosh it was a bit of a train smash for me because i went there thinking that i'm gonna do so well um and i was really really excited because um it was one of those things where um you know i had just come from a point where i thought to myself listen yeah, yeah. i'm onto something and yeah. Wow, um, yeah. The fact that they invited me to be a part of the show yeah. was something that also made me feel like, hey, you know what, I'm worthy, mm -hmm. I'm good enough. Yes, um, yeah. But yeah, unfortunately enough, um, I didn't last long on the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. the but experience was I mean, amazing. That's actually quite amazing, I think, to even just make it and get there. And yeah. get to a competitive level. That's actually no, the experience was amazing. I'll, I'll, I'll take that much from it. And the connections, the people you meet, the people mm. that you've now realized are 
you know, the people that are on your level, eh? Yeah. Um, it's made me realize that one of the most important things about whatever it is that you do or offer as a service or, 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 or in the business world has got to be something that you look at um, trying to broadcast on an international level. Yeah. Um, because many of the times, you know, you think that you're serving the people that are around you, but hey, guys, we've got social media now. Yeah. Someone in the UK wants to see what you're doing in Zimbabwe, yeah. and they've got to be impressed. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you're doing to just show your local people, whatever yeah. it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, I've got plus four fours in my DMs trying yeah. to find out if I can serve them for Christmas already, you know. Yeah. And um, yes. that's because, you know, people are out there and they're able to access the content that, you know, I'm putting out and showing um, from, you know, the food that, that, that I'm preparing. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's that thing that... You know, you've got to be always trying to look at yourself on an international sort of scale. Yes, and I think you've just mentioned some key highlights and key points. It's also about marketing yourself because even in marketing yourself, you end up still networking. It's just something so simple like this, like a podcast. Yeah. You actually find that you are now reaching your voice is actually, you know, gone international, regional, and you're reaching a lot more people. So you can find that social media has also changed a lot in terms of what we can do and even who our market is. Indeed. So it'll be quite nice, I think, where we bring forward and go to a stage where we're really marketing ourselves just globally and i think you've also done well as a brand 100 percent. thank you so much yes. i appreciate that i appreciate yeah. that so what have been some of the other key highlights within your career um okay so uh, like where do i start okay so um there was a point in time where just before the covid um where i um got the opportunity to work in the vic falls okay yeah um yo that was such a big kitchen at the elephant hills yeah um and gosh, you know, you're trying to make breakfast for 5,000 people. How many eggs do 5,000 people want to eat? And at what time? When do you start cracking your eggs? You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so you get exposed to how it is working in a big kitchen, the pressure demands and, yeah. you know, um, all of the energy that you've got to put in there if you're mm-hmm. really trying to take yourself somewhere. Yeah. Um, so that was a key highlight. Um, another key highlight was working in South Africa, serving some really high-profile guests there mm-hmm. and also realizing that, hey, um, a kid from Zimbabwe can get out there and also show some of the people that are out there, yeah. you know, what's, 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 what, 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 what you're about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, I think, um, you know, um, on a maybe little bit of a sad note, um, so, um, when my old man passed on, um, I, I had to start taking, you know, control of, um, things where I stay on the farm. And that's been such a huge highlight because I get to pick stuff that I want to use for my menus fresh from, you know, um, the ground and it goes all the way up into my customers' plates. Mm. And that's been such a big highlight because, you know, it's kind of developed uh, me into this guy that wants to always serve things that I grow and things that are in season, things that are fresh. And this makes it um, all the Mm. difference, um, you know, because sometimes it's not even something that special. It's just because it's fresh. It's something Mm. that's been picked on the day or before. Mm. um, And yeah, it makes such a big difference. That's been quite a huge highlight for me. Yeah, And you know, certainly I think your old man is definitely proud of all the work that you're doing. (laughs) And yeah, just sorry about that for your loss. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. um, To deal with, I think, with something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's really nothing that you mm. can um, swallow up that easily. Mm. But um, it's an inspiration at the same time. I think at the end of the day, right? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't know if um, I ever got to serve him any of the good quality food that I'm able to make now. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, he should be up there somewhere smiling and thinking Certainly. that um, this is definitely something that, um, yeah. you know, is, is going on the right track. Yeah, no, definitely. So what, what's up next for Chef Shingi? What can we expect to see? Um, okay. Um, yo, lots. I'd like to open a restaurant one day yeah. um, and, you know, sort of um, be able to serve more people. Um, yeah. in a place that um, I would call home, which is my restaurant. <laughs> um, and, you know, just sort of share the experience that um, I think is, is, is priceless. Good food is, is, is a priceless experience because it's yeah. not just about what you're eating, but it's about, you know, um, the people that you get to invite in your space, the people that, um, you know, make uh, good food what it is. Yeah, um, yeah, um, so that's that's maybe something to look forward to. Hopefully, if um, things go well, by the end of this year, guys, I'm challenging myself. Something's got to be happening um, in that sort of space. Um, but yeah. No, nice. I think we'll look forward to that. I think lots happening. And yeah, congratulations even on your recent engagement, I think, with Star FM. I think it's quite nice when you go onto that sort of stage and you start speaking out and talking a lot more about, you know, what you the work that you enjoy doing. Indeed, indeed, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been a journey. I can't, uh, I can't complain. Um, uh, I know we've had a little bit of a detour with the whole COVID thing going on, yeah. and sort of trying to model your business around <laughs> COVID itself. Never easy. Never uh, easy. Yeah. yeah, certainly yeah. not easy. Yeah. Certainly not easy. Yeah. Um, I noticed. Sorry, just to, I think to round up now. Well, some of the key qualities that you mentioned when someone wants to be a chef, I think it's just even planning and being able to be creative. What other tips can you give maybe for some of the younger people who are looking towards this industry and saying, hey, I want to look into that industry and I want to start maybe cooking, get into, you know, chef school. What are some of the tips that can give some of the younger people? Yeah. Guys, it's hard work. <laughs> it's not easy. Um, being a chef looks cool, um, but I tell you what, it's one of those things where, you know, you're going to lose some hours of sleep. You know that um, it's going to be something that you have got to really put in your all and... Um, you know, it comes from inside, guys. It really is something that um, you can't take lightly. Um, so, for instance, I'll give you an example. If I've got to serve a client on a Saturday, I know my Friday is going to be, you know, a sleepless night almost. <laughs> um, also because of some of the processes that um, I use to, to make my food. Um, so I like to smoke a lot of meat that takes hours and hours and hours. And, and if I recupisanyama, I think, um, yeah. So you've got to be prepared to put in the hours. I think um, mm. in Zimbabwe, we've got some decent culinary schools. Maybe you do want to go out there and get a little bit more exposure. But um, yeah, it depends who you are. If you feel like this is the place that you want to start your career, go for it 100%. There are so many places that you can sort of use to sort of nurture your career yeah. and get inspiration from social media, get inspiration from all the places that are at, you know your fingertips now to 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 sort of um you know um channel your journey to what it is that you feel like you should become yeah no thanks so much i think that's very good and i think for the young people they certainly i think can learn a lot more i remember a lot of our populations most of the younger people so they're always looking of ways to be able to grow and nurture themselves in this, this industry so i think thanks so much for that advice and i'm sure people will also appreciate that yeah, so chef yeah. Shingi, thanks so much for being here really appreciate it i think let's get cooking let's move along and then see what else we've got okay so um yeah, uh, I'd like to thank you again for being here. Um, but I'm excited now. My adrenaline rushes has just come back and um, it's because it's time to cook now. Um, so what's on the menu today? 
um, is a grilled crostini. Um, this is like a famous thing with my menus because it's on almost every single bit yeah. of my starters. It's simple French baguette, yeah. okay, that you want to slice up in a nice sort of um, uh, way to, you know, uh, sit a piece of meat, a piece of fruit even sometimes yeah. um, if you're serving vegetarian or vegan people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I always slap some meat on there. So some pulled pork or whatever it is, some chicken, yeah. um, it'll go well with that piece of bread. So it's a really small sort of um, mm-hmm. piece of bread that yeah, you yeah. want to grill. Nice. Uh, maybe s- rub a little bit of some garlic on there, which is what we're going to do today. Right. Um, good, hey? Drizzle some olive oil on there. Yeah. And then uh, you want to grill it to a nice sort of uh, crunchy thing going on. Mm-hmm. And then shave some nice um, medium rare steak on there. Yeah. And voila, you've got something nice uh, ready to serve your clients. Um, now we're going to also talk about um, this rice thing that I mentioned earlier. Um, uh, this is a coconutty vibe. So you'll take your coconut cream. Um, you grate your, your 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 cauliflower into like a rice sort of texture. Yeah. Um, simple and straightforward. Put your cauliflower in a saucepan. Add in a couple of tablespoons, um, depending on how much cauliflower you've used um, of that coconut cream. Let it simmer down. Season to taste, salt and pepper. My little simple trick is aromat. Guys, aromat is like flipping. Aromat is a winner. (laughs) Oh, aromat goes with everything, guys. Um, So just um, a little bit of some aromat in there to taste. Um, And then um, we've got a nice uh, coconutty cauliflower rice going on there. We'll serve it with some T-bone steaks. That'll come with a nice chimichurri sauce. Uh, So my T-bone steaks are going to be... Drizzled with some organic balsamic vinegar. Yeah. Uh, you can nice. get this at the Fresh Company. That's the only place I've seen it for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but um, yeah, that's going to be on our T-bone oh, nice. steak. Some salt and pepper mm-hmm. to season there. Um, and then that chimichurri sauce. Oh, this is also one of those things that goes with everything. I will make some that (laughs) is left over so I can put it on my eggs, on my pizza, on my everything, really. (laughs) Um, Nice. So look forward to that. And now that that recipe goes, you might want the recipe. Yeah, no, I definitely want the recipe. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, no, I'm actually going to steal a few recipes. Yeah, you have to. You have to. I'll leave you with a nice um, notepad with um, things that you can fill up. And I think let's pin in some recipes. And then, look, We'll see some engagement, some feedback, and then see um, if there are any questions and people also want to learn more. And maybe we'll have you over next time again. Hey? Yeah, so, yeah, why yeah. not, right? So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, I think thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in. So new episodes every week. So like, comment, and subscribe. If you've got any other questions for Chef Chingi, definitely leave them down below. And I'll leave his contact details. Yeah. Thank you, Nyasha. Thank All you right. for having me. Right. Um, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, all right.